Okay, let's do this. Welcome to Check the Tape. I'm Aria Atari. Today we're going to be talking about some basketball, and I am joined by my buddy Stan. Stan, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It is my pleasure to be on Check the Tape now. Yeah, uh, you're the first guest we have for an NBA podcast. I did one solo. Uh, now now it's one with a guest, and you're the first NBA guest. Brian beat you as first guest, but um, you got the first NBA guest. That's your That's your title. Your Dallas correspondent right here. Dallas correspondent. You could get a Luka Doncic little bit at the end. but I uh, oh, can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. So we got, you know, NBA stuff heating up, and we're going to get into that. I think we're going to start off with the Warriors situation. You know, a little bit of a weird week for them, Trouble in Paradise. Talk about Jimmy Butler and the trade. I did that on the solo podcast, which was posted on Saturday. I did that, but you know, I want to talk about it with somebody and get someone else's perspective and see what they think off of my perspective and wrap it up with Carmelo Anthony and his time with Houston coming to an end. So and then I guess you'll get your little bit of Don your little bit of Doncic at the end. So let's get right into it, right? All right. So let's just summarize what happened with the Warriors real quick before we can get into like the actual storylines or the actual conclusions we're drawing from it or the takes so monday night against the clippers draymond green gets the rebound kevin durant wants the ball as is the final seconds of regulation durant doesn't get the ball draymond goes down the court they don't score goes to overtime they lose and durant's pissed apparently that draymond didn't give up the ball and then argument ensues Draymond brings up Durant's impending free agency and how he's not sure if that's committed, if he's committed to the team. Um, and yeah, there was a, there was a lot of tension. People described the scene as what's the word? What's the, what was the word they were using in these reports? Contentious. Contentious. The most, yeah, the most contentious. So these are the type of things that people were saying. Uh, people were describing the event like, and yeah, it brings up to the point that Kevin Durant is a free agent this upcoming offseason. You know, it's funny because LeBron was a free agent this last offseason, but no move LeBron did going to the Lakers uh, could have the impact Durant's going to have. So this is so big. Durant's free agency is so huge. And I'm saying that because Durant's team is winning all these titles. And if he moves, it could shift the balance of power in the NBA no matter where he goes. So, what did you make of all of this? The whole Draymond thing is what? What, what did? What was your big takeaway? The Durant think, side, the Draymond side. Well, let me hear what you have to say. I think of all the teams in the NBA, this is the team that loves the drama the most. Yep. I think this is all something like out of a WWE script, where you have, you know, like this villain, for lack of better words, that they want this attention. They are, and like you know. The Rock, yeah, the Rockets beat them. It was an 82-game schedule. I don't think this is going to affect them at all. Well, no, yeah, no Steph Curry. I mean, the offense didn't yeah, look that, good. Durant that, was really the only one who could score consistently tonight. but That too. but Not even know, that like, well. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, try to sound, like, woke on this or anything. But, like, okay. you know, like, they have to, like, have some sort of adversity through at, at some point in the season. This might be it. There, I'm sure something else is going to I don't think that's too. what woke means. Well, but maybe maybe there's <laughs> well maybe they're starting something like all right. Let me back that up. They're not trying to like start something just to like be at the center of attention. Well, maybe they are, but it's yeah. 
No, I, I, I think I see what you're trying to say. This is, this is, this seems real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems real. And I think stuff like this is going to get squashed super easily. Like people want to make a bigger deal about it than it is like, Oh, this is the di- This is how a dynasty crumbles. Like if right. it's, if it's their enemies taking them down, that's one thing they can rebuild. But if it's coming from within, they're not going to be okay. I, right. I'm not buying that at all. So I, I see your point there. And to me, no, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think this one little spat is going to ruin this season. And now the Warriors can't win a championship. Steph Curry is going to come back. I'm sure this will just be, you know, what, what's that phrase? Water under the rug? Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. Jeez. It's late. It's 11, <laughs> it's 11.34. We're doing the podcast. Uh, if you're Nick Jones, it's bridge under the water. That's what is that what he says? Yeah, that that's what he says? thought it was. <laughs> Well, mine wasn't that much better, so I can't make fun of him. But anyways, no, I don't think this is going to be something that is going to just derail their season and it's over. However, you know, once free agency comes along, this could be something that is in the back of Durant's mind when he comes to making his decision. I don't like I don't think it's going to impact their play, their professionals. You know, I, I think everybody's kind of gone into arguments with their coworkers. I think that's natural. The weird thing was that it spilled over to the locker room and it was so bad that Draymond got suspended. That's what made me think this was something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, but Durant is just like, you know, people give LeBron grief for being sensitive, but Kevin Durant's kind of like the king of all of this because he's the one that like is, is notorious for like going after people that rub him the wrong way. Like you see him, not even media, just random people on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. Like he's always going after. So you, so, you know, if, if he's going to go after random people online, he's going to go after his teammates too. And you know, Draymond green isn't backing down either. Like that's a, that's a tough dude too. And he's, he's probably about as real as they come. And like, like you, You've seen Draymond Green like call people out before, like oh, yeah. whether it's in the media or like teammates themselves. But last year in the finals, Tristan Thompson, yeah, 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 and like you know, like all that stuff's going to get squashed. And, I, and Draymond's a smart, smart enough guy where he's right. he's going to like he's not going to worry about this. He knows his role on the team. Like he's definitely an important player, but he he knows that like for this team to get where they need to go, Durant's going to have to probably like probably be like the one a to or one B to Steph Curry's one a type player on yeah. this team. Well, that's what it's been like the previous two years. And for me, you know, Draymond was kind of the main guy when it came to recruiting Durant and bringing him to the Warriors after they lost the finals to Cleveland in 16. It was, he, he was the main guy when it came to recruiting right. Durant. And that part of it's also interesting to me because, you know, he was, he, I think he, probably feels responsible for bringing Durant here. And if he just leaves, you know, he's going to feel, uh, he's going to feel betrayed. You know, I, I understand the, uh, the line of thinking. If somebody, you know, you're just hearing rumors over and over again about somebody who you consider a friend, somebody who you work with, that you really like to be around that, Hey, they might be leaving after this year. They might be leaving. You just ask them, Hey man, what's going on? Are you, are you staying? And I think it was the perfect storm and it all came out at the wrong time. Right. And it's maybe not the, well, the way I see it, I kind of just thought of this just now, like it's kind of a weird time that this is November. The season just started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you rather have this talk now than April or May, you know, definitely right now. And, um, yeah, I just think that this could have 
uh, not this specific incident, but you know, when he's making his free agency decision, maybe he looks back a little bit and says, ah, Draymond, you know, kind of went at me. Do I even want to play with Draymond? Doesn't seem like the easiest guy to play with Draymond Green, you know? Yeah, I agree, but I, I don't so, know. Like, um, I, I, it, I, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just going to, just thinking back, like, you know, like I, I bet the whole crux of Kevin Durant even going to the Warriors because he knows like that was the right place for him to win yep. a championship. Like he wasn't going to win a championship in Oklahoma City. Like that that season yeah. where they blew a three one lead. That's as close as Oklahoma that team was ever going to get, in my right. opinion. The team after losing Harden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like moving forward, like he's got his rings. Maybe now that he knows what to what it's like to win as a team, like maybe he wants to go try something else like af- afterwards. But like no one's gonna know that right so now. So I see I think that that's definitely, you know, the teams that people are saying that he would go to would be the Knicks or the Clippers. And if even if he wins the championship and he and the Warriors three peat, people would say, why would he leave the Warriors? They're everything's going so well. But people in the media, fans, they still try and discredit him and say, oh, you know, he joined that seventy three and nine team after he blew a three one lead to them. He just joined them. Who cares if he has these rings? They don't really his championships seem. I don't, I don't believe they're invalidated, but some people just say, oh, whatever, that, that's not impressive. So, And I think he cares about that stuff. If he didn't, he wouldn't be like engaging with all of these fans and getting all testy all the time with people. Um, so I think he's conscious of that, of what people are saying about him, and he does care about his image. So that's why going somewhere else and trying to win as the guy, I kind of hate that phrase because it devalues what he's doing right now as one of the top players on this team. But I think that's something that he is thinking. And so where would he go? Clippers will have cap space, but they could potentially clear up two max spaces and get him and Kawhi Leonard. Seems like a stretch, especially when you factor in the Clippers uh, track record of not having success. For me, the interesting one is the Knicks because, you know, they're going to have Porzingis back, whether or not he stays healthy, that's an entirely different question. Or he's going to be the same back from his injury. They have all these young assets. They're tanking right now. They're not going to be good. What if they could land Zion? Okay, that's another part. Or you could start packaging these young guys for a trade for another star. And the connection between his agent and the Knicks. I think his agent, Rich Kleiman, was a fan of the Knicks growing up. What if the Knicks made him the GM and they were just like, hey, it's a package deal. We're getting Kleiman and Durant together. Because <laughs> well, there's precedent for agents becoming GMs. We saw it with Rob Palenka and the Lakers, Bob Myers and the Warriors. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, I think. Right. At one at one point, uh, wasn't uh, Kevin Durant part of the Rock Nation group? No, he still is. Like, he still is. He still is. Okay. Okay. So the way it works is this guy, Rich Kleiman, he used to represent all these other NBA players. Or I think he even represented other athletes and other sports too. And now he only represents Durant. Like he just, Durant's the only client gets his undivided attention, but he was part of the rock nation. Yeah. So that's the New York thing. I was connection. I was bringing up. Gotcha. And then that's, that's still Jay-Z's company. Like I'm not suggesting yeah. he's going to the nets, but no, no, Jay-Z has nothing to do with the nets anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he had to, Cause when he started this company, he had to sell off all of, I think he had to sell off all of his uh, stake at the nets. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, the you know the Nets 
I'm not trying to make this a segue now, but like no, no, the, the the Nets were one of those teams that were looking after Jimmy uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Bartler. but no one wants that. And who would go there? Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're like exactly like that. That what do they have to offer? Like, if you're going to New York, you might as well go to the Knicks. If you're the guy who brings a championship to the Knicks, you're a legend. You know? Yeah. What What are the Nets at? Same with the Clippers. Like, the only reason I could see him going to the Clippers is just because. Yeah, they have some good player. Like, yeah, they have some good players. Yeah, they can give him the max space, but like, maybe he just wants to live in LA. That's the only other reason I could think of for why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, you're right. Like, it's the same with Brooklyn. Like, I don't, I don't know. Ever since the the Celtics screwed over the Nets, like that that franchise is not going to be the same for. Karis Levert injury too. I mean, it looks oh, like he's going yeah. to be back this season, which is good, but uh, that's another scare. Um. So yeah, that basically the thoughts on the Warriors is, you know, I don't think this is a big deal. The Durant Draymond thing, like for this season, they'll be fine. It's not going to affect their chances of winning the title. But it just makes me think more and more that this is Durant's last season in Golden State. I yeah yeah I don't I don't really see it. It, 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 it would surprise me more if yeah, he, he if stayed. he stayed for sure. He kind yeah. of felt that. Well, I don't want to speak for you, but like I kind of felt that way for. But LeBron last year just felt like it was his last year with Cleveland. Kyrie was gone. He's always he's never had a good relationship with Gilbert. Already won the championship and delivered on that promise. Team was getting worse. What was nothing was left. Yeah, nothing was really going for him. Yeah. So okay, that's pretty much it on the Warriors. Let's go to the other big storyline that happened this week. Well, actually, this happened over the weekend. Uh, the Jimmy Butler trade or the previous weekend. So I kind of talked about it on the podcast i did solo um last week so what do you what do you think about the trade and you know there's been a game now minnesota's played with sarch and covington uh philly had their game against orlando with butler he scored 14 points they lost and bead had the triple double what do you think about the trade what do you think about the effect it's gonna have let me hear what you have to say because i kind of talked a lot about it well i think uh it's going to take some time to gel together obviously like like they they lost but you know like we just said in the last yeah. segment, this is a long season. That's yep. like, that's Remember. not, yeah, it's a long season. And you know, like the, it's all going to gel together. And I was thinking going from the, the Timberwolves big three to the, now the 76ers big three. I'm not saying like these two players are very the same. casual with the word big three there. <laughs> it, yeah. But it's like, the it's, one I think is a legitimate one. Cause those guys could all be all stars. I think. Right, but when I say big three, as far as the Timberwolves go, it's like the, the three obvious best players on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Wiggins, I think, is most comparable to Ben Simmons in this scenario. They're not the same player at all, but like going now that Jimmy Butler is now on this team where he's got this insanely talented point guard that's going to, like, he's, he's still trying to scratch the surface. No, let me take that back. He's not trying to scratch the surface on his potential. Like he's obviously a very good player, and he's going to be. But a he good still player. has, ways, but he still has got ways to go. I mean, he's not there as a scorer yet. I think he's only averaging around fourteen points a game, which is in line to what he averaged last year. I think last year was like fifteen. But he's not there as a you know twenty-five point scorer or anything yet. Right, and then Can't Joel shoot. Embiid is such a dominant player, and you know that's something that Carl Anthony Towns very easily could be. He's not there yet either. Right. So this is like the way I see it. The 76ers are like, are just like they're that big three now. And then you transition Jimmy Butler from the Timberwolves to the 76ers. It's, it's just like a better team all around. Like this is what 
they've been building for for years now. They finally got it. Yeah. The the man that's been ruining lives in the in the words of our friend Stephen A. Smith. I think he. I I wonder if he still believes that. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, it's too yeah, bad he, he can't see the fruits of his own labor now because like you know like it, it this has been building up to this moment. They should have brought and, him back after Colangelo got uh, resigned. They should have brought him back. Right, and I think <laughs> this this puts. In my opinion, this puts the 76ers over the Bucks now as maybe the third best team in the East. Uh, I think the best yeah. team in the East is probably Boston. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like, they're not playing the best right now. But. Yeah, right. Right now they're not good, but like when it comes down to it, you know, like it's playoff time. Like I, I trust Brad Stevens what he can do with like a yeah. fully healthy team. Uh, still Toronto is putting Hayward, out. figuring out what Hayward right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and and Toronto is just kind of playing out of their minds right now. So like, I, we'll see where that yeah. go, that that goes to. But yeah, I, I think just like so, said, yeah, that point was interesting with Ben Simmons saying he's kind of going to be the odd man out because I think I kind of agree with that because you know Embiid has this overwhelming personality, clearly an alpha, uh, talks a lot of shit. And he, you know, he's one of the top players, rightfully so, I guess. Uh, Butler's another alpha. We saw it in Minnesota. He was never afraid to voice his displeasure, not afraid to take the last shot at all. So you have these two really big personalities with Embiid and Butler. Where does Simmons fit in all this? Because he's the point guard. He's got to facilitate the offense. And he's not the guy who can just take the last shot because he can't shoot. Um and to be honest, I thought the team, when it went on its little run last year, was at its best when, remember, Embiid was out for a while and Simmons kind of took over and they were really quick, had all those shooters. Their best lineup was, I think, with Simmons, J.J. Redick, Covington, and then Ilyasova and Bellinelli, something like that. It was just Simmons and shooters, and he would find the open man. So I don't know how it's going to work for him, for him going forward. Yeah, but I think... Jimmy Butler can't be the best player on a championship team. Well, he's not the best player on this team. Exactly. So, like, on this team, like, it kind of works out in his favor that Embiid is just such a good player. And I think Ben Simmons. So who's the third wheel here? Who becomes the third wheel? In this situation, I do think Ben Simmons is the third wheel. Yeah. But it's just so hard to say that he's the third wheel. Because, like, when Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota, it was obvious that Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins right. was the third wheel, but like now, like you, you, yeah, like you can say Ben Simmons is the third wheel, but he's a damn good third wheel. Yeah, I think, I think it's because of the not because of the personality, but the way the personality and the way they play kind of mesh or whatever. It's just like Simmons isn't like that aggressive guy. He's not the aggressive scorer, and I don't know. I think. I think I think he probably is third, but I think he could be better than Butler. I mean, you know, he's only in his third year, second year playing because he, you know, missed his entire actual rookie year. I don't know. It's I, I think it's interesting. The other thing is, they uh, their roster, like the rest of the roster, faults. I think I've I've given up on him. I think it's over. Like he can't even shoot free throws. I don't. He 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 pump fakes his free throws. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, that was weird. 
It's good to have a Redick in the starting lineup for the shooting because he lost some shooting with Covington and Sarge gone because Butler's actually not a really good three-point shooter. He's fine. I mean, he's not someone I would consider a good one. He can make them. Um, but that's why you put Redick back in the starting lineup. Chandler was the one who started alongside them on Wednesday. Um, but maybe they need to make another move, try and bring in another veteran. Maybe their young guys or the other guys like Landry Shamet. Is that his name? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he steps up and starts playing big minutes. Maybe you try and get another buyout guy, like how you got Bellinelli and Ilyasova on the buyout market last season. I think the team uh, is not a complete finished product yet, and it's still a little bit of a work to do. But it's kind of weird thinking Simmons is the third guy, you know? Especially right. when they played with him kind of leading the way after Embiid's injury last year. Go ahead right. through the playoffs. Right. And... Not that like this matters in like the long run, and yeah. now that Minnesota's going to be, I think they're going to be irrelevant. They're not going to make the playoffs in the West. But just imagine, no, the West is too deep. Imagine how dumb Tom Thibodeau must feel right now because he put all his chips on the table to get Jimmy Butler on this team. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like I thought, like before that, Wiggins, Butler, and Carl uh, Anthony Towns all played together. Like I thought that was going to be a pretty good team, but. Well, it was a pretty good team. They were a three seed in the West before um, Butler got injured last season, you know? Yeah, and then they had to play the very last game against Denver, which was a play-in game. Right, and then they lost to Houston. And then I guess there had to have been some kind of, you know, like something going on behind the scenes that we might not have known about as to why (laughs) Butler Butler wanted to leave. His reasoning hasn't made any sense. At first it was... Oh, well, they gave all the money. Uh, I'm just going off of what like I've been reading and hearing. And, you know, at first it was the money. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins got the money that uh, was promised to Butler or something like that. And then it was, oh, well, he's all about winning. Um, he's all about winning, but he wanted to go to the Knicks, Nets, and Clippers as preferred destinations. Don't really know how that makes sense. He was all about winning, and then it was the money. It was inconsistent. Uh, he, I guess he thought Wiggins and Towns were soft. Well, now he doesn't have an excuse because Joel Embiid is not soft, you know? Right. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, saw that, uh, I saw that Embiid was, like, texting Wiggins about Butler. I think I read that somewhere because, you know, they played <laughs> together in college. Right. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember where I read that or saw that, but I thought that would be funny. I don't think Wiggins is going to have a lot of optimistic, uh, pleasant things to say about uh, Jimmy Butler. Probably not. And then going back to that whole trade with uh, when Butler was traded to uh, Minnesota, Chicago. from Chicago to Minnesota, yeah. And, you know, at the time, like maybe many people thought that what what Chicago got in that trade might not have been that great, but it turns out Larry Markin is actually a good player. So maybe yeah, Levine's, Levine's been pretty good too. Levine, Levine is playing very well to start no, this right. season, yeah. and it turns out like you know maybe maybe Chicago didn't at the time it obviously didn't look that great. Well, yeah, but, but like, those trades are like it's always hard to judge them in the moment. Like I remember when Boston traded Garnett and Pierce to Brooklyn, everyone was like, "Oh, Boston just gutted their franchise. They gave up these." Uh, stars that were so likable by all the fans for what some draft picks and then right right Jalen Brown Jason Tatum used that other pick in the dra- in the Kyrie Irving trade worked out 
Yeah, and you can't – and, like, I know, like, I'm going back on what I'm saying, but, like, you can't really plan for any of these kind of situations. Like, no one ever would have seen Jimmy Butler – Demanding a trade? Demanding this trade, yeah. Yeah, and I think the trade that they made, actually – you know, I, I like Sarge and Covington. I think it helps the Wolves win games, but, you know, they're not going to – the better trade would have been to honestly trade him and get four first round picks from Houston, especially like, you know, Houston's core, Chris Paul's old J- James Harden's. I, I want to say he's like what? 28, 29. I mean, he's close to 30, right? Right. So like, and you know, you have picks in like 2022, 2024, something like that. Um, that team's not going to be a title level contender for that long. I mean, I know they won tonight, but like they haven't even been that good this season. True, true. Um, so I thought that would have been the better play to like trade Jimmy and get all these picks and kind of like the Brooklyn trade, which I already mentioned, where you had all these fir- first round picks like way into the future. Problem is Thibodeau, who's the one making calling the shots, he's not going to trade somebody because he's the coach and the GM. His goal is to win games. So if he trades Butler for all these picks and he doesn't actually add players that help him win now, well, he's not going to win any games, probably going to lose his job. Right. And see, that's when it kind of all comes back on his shoulders, because whether or not it turns out to be a good trade at the time or at the whether or not it turns out to be a good trade at the time. Now, when you look back on it, like none of that matters. It's just what it what happens now. And it turns out your one of your most important players is now out of here after a year and a quarter. Yep. So not even a quarter. So they traded marking in. Uh, Chris Dunn and Levine basically for Sarge and Covington. Yeah. I guess. We'll see. Before I, we move on, is there anything else on Philly you wanted to touch up on or the trade? Or uh, No. I, I think the only three things I really prepared for were what we've already talked about and then uh, Carmelo. All right, yeah. So I mentioned Houston earlier. One tonight in their – well, this wasn't their first game without Carmelo, but it was the first game since they officially – Officially, officially, I guess, moved on from him. Um, but yeah, what I don't even know what I, I really don't even know what to say about Carmelo. Like it, it's it's over, right? Is there a player? Well, I, I can think of one off the top of my head, and maybe you can like think of some other ones too. But is there okay. a player that like have really fallen from grace the way Carmelo Anthony has? Like, I know he he had like he's been a good player. He's yeah. never been to the finals, but fallen like he has, like he was so good in Denver. Goes to New right. York, you know. He, had, the, he had, yeah, he made the conference finals in Denver. The, yeah. that Nuggets team was two wins away from making the NBA finals. Oh yeah, and then goes to New York. He had a couple good years in New York, and you know, like in the in the long run, like that didn't work that out. That 2013 season was great. Yeah, and then now. Uh, Goes to Oklahoma City, like that was never a good fit from the beginning. Goes to Houston, like I like personally, like I didn't think that was going to work out anyway. Like I think, yeah, uh, didn't really embrace the bench role. Didn't seem like he wanted to be in that, right? And at I, all, yeah. And then now he's he's without a team. Uh, it's it's the it's other player be- I can, yeah. The other player I can think of is falling for, falling from grace like that would be Dwight Howard. But okay. but uh, it's so. Just... I have a player in mind. Uh, his former teammate, uh, Carmelo's former teammate, Allen Iverson. True. 
Iverson yeah. um, had that. They got traded to the Pistons from Denver. That didn't work out. Then he signed with Memphis the next season. That was cut short, kind of like Carmelo's Houston stint was cut short. And then Iverson returned to Philly for to finish off his career and then retired and went to I think he went to Turkey to play after and all that other stuff, but he didn't play in the NBA after that. Um, with Carmelo, the reason I think it's over is because, you know, the two teams he went to, Oklahoma City and Houston, you know, both pretty well-run teams have had success. The GMs know what they're doing. Good infrastructure, right? Right. Um, you know, we can make fun of OKC for trading Harden or some of this other stuff. Um, Houston's been ran pretty well now for the last i want to say 10 plus years uh yeah i think that sounds right well, since daryl's been there i say daryl like his first name like he's my buddy like i know him <laughs> uh daryl morey i would like to know daryl morey seems like a great guy very intelligent uh that's besides the point carmelo's now been on two um well-run teams and he kind of you know flamed out on both of them that's to me, that's the sign that it's over. And he was so used to being the guy. Like, he was pretty much... High-volume scorer, yeah. The guy from the time he was in Denver to New York. Yep. Goes to Oklahoma City, where he, he was on a team where they just acquired Paul George. And yep. he's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm not the best The talk player. was he would be Olympic mellow. The guy who just kind of spots up, shoots threes. Right, uh, right embraces that role but it, it turns out that wasn't who he wanted to be that's just for the olympics when he's playing with all these other stars and he doesn't actually have to try that much to win games you know what i mean because the team's just so damn good does uh carmelo anthony no that's a that would be a dumb question i he's a hall of fame basketball no he's a hall sure. of famer he was one he's of the, a, he, he is a hall of famer you're right but it's one of the best scores in the league for he was probably one of the top 10 top five scores in the league for like a good six, seven years. He, um, his, uh, what was I going to say? His, the negative on his legacy is, um, <clears throat> the trade from, uh, Denver to New York, instead of just signing with the Knicks, the off season, he kind of forced the trade. Knicks had to give up all these assets. Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Timothy Mozgov had to give up all these guys up to get Carmelo, who could have just signed there as a free agent in a couple months. And because he wanted to get more money, and he would have gotten more money if he got traded. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that would have not played well at all if I if I had asked that question about him being a Hall of Famer. He's, no, he's definitely, definitely a Hall of Famer. Famer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're right, and it's just. It's just so much like working against him because he was such a good player for, and I think, I think to to an ex to some extent, like he's still a very likable player too. It's just kind of hard now with the way that his career is kind of like not it's not over, but like the the uh, last, the la <laughs> yeah, I mean the like the, the lasting memory of him is going to be oh he played for Houston for ten games. And then they. But why do you think it didn't work in Houston? Like, what? Do you, I mean, I think I have my reason, but. I mean, I think he's just old, and like maybe he thought, like, all right, maybe being the third best player in Oklahoma City, one could argue. At that, at this point in his career, maybe Stephen Adams is more valuable. Maybe not better, but more valuable. No, I agree the, with that. I would yeah, also say better. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that too. But like now, now he's in. Houston, 
at the he he would be an idiot to think like he could be like the the guy on that team because you've right. got two alphas already. Could Maybe if you better. add Carmelo Anthony, who still has the alpha mentality, he just needs to just, embrace his role. Like he's been in the league for fifteen years, so sixteen. This is sixteen season. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He was in LeBron's and D Wade's draft class. Yep. So yeah, that's sixteen years. So I, I don't know. I think. It, him and D Wade are the guys that are finally hitting the twilight of their careers. So yeah. he really just seemed like he lost a step and wasn't the same guy. And it happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. Like I, I enjoyed watching him when he was, uh, do you think, do you think that the Knicks should sign him, bring him back? Finish Finish out, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the Nuggets won it because the Nuggets are actually trying to win games. But with the Knicks, it's like, hey, bring him back, bring him home. He always loved being in New York. Just you're tanking anyways. He can even help you tank. You want to get Zion Williamson? Um, just br- just bring Carmelo home. Show Durant like that. Your fans love the stars there, and I don't know. You you remember that thing with the Lakers? I like. People say when they gave the when the Lakers gave Kobe that big contract and his career was to kind of show other free agents this is how we take care of our stars, right? Yeah, why don't why don't you guys show um you know let's take care of Carmelo let's send them off properly. The problem is the Knicks are so poorly run uh, that's not going to happen and they're not going to do right by Carmelo. Yeah, yeah, I, I I mean he's he is a New York guy, so I think that that would you can't really like remember him for being a Denver Nugget. But you he, probably, he had more years there, though. He had more years there. But just think, one more year, I think. But yeah. But he, he I think, uh, I don't know. Like, he is, he, he's a New York guy. I think he just right. needs he to. Went to Syracuse. And yeah, he's yeah. from New York. Yeah. yeah he's, he, he ought to end his career. It was there. fun. Like, it was fun I really enjoyed watching uh, his career. The 2013 Knicks, he was really good there. The 09 Nuggets. Uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, I'll miss Carmelo, you know? Yeah. He was never one of my favorite players, but like I enjoyed watching him when he was good. Like he he definitely was a guy like I I would watch. All right, so we hit the big topics I kind of wanted to touch on: Golden State, Butler trade of ripple effects, and Carmelo. So, uh, you are a fan of the Dallas Mavericks, indeed. They have who I believe is the best rookie from this draft class, who will be the best player from this draft class. What like what are your first impressions so far throughout the first how many weeks has it been? Have we have we been at a full month yet? I guess the season started like around this time in October, so yeah, we're at a full month, right? Yeah, yeah, it's full full month of he is definitely what I think he has panned out to be like if for a rookie. Uh he is definitely the Mavs best player right now. Like and I just it it just baffles me that like Did what, you see that step back three the other oh, night? Have I seen that step back three? That was amazing. Oh, and just a side note: the Babs beat the Jazz by fifty points. Yeah, it's, it wasn't like the Jazz were coming off a back to back or nothing. I think that was like their second game in five days. You know, that was actually the Mavs back to back game. Like they had just beaten. They just beat. Uh, oh man, I I forgot who they played. But like, yeah, that was that was their second back to back. And I was like, oh man, like I I don't know if they'll beat the Jazz. Jazz are pretty good. Like they haven't been playing that well so far. Yeah. But, you know, that's a playoff team. So they beat the Jazz by 50 points. But I digress. Yeah. It's, back to Luca. It, back to Luca. It just baffles me that, you know, he went third 
after he dominated a professional league and they would, I mean, people would rather go with the, the American teenagers that went up against other American teenagers. Like, no no right. knock against... He didn't players. just go third. He fell to third, and then the team who was picking third traded down because they decided they didn't want him either. Right. And yeah. He, and, like, I was just researching the top five draft draft picks from this year. DeAndre Ayton, he's averaging a double-double. So, I think he, he's... He's been, he's, good. One, he's been good. He's a good player. Marvin Bagley, kind of a disappointment. Well, he's coming off the bench, and it's kind of hard for him to play right now because he's not a good three-point shooter, and he's not a good defender, and you kind of need that. Uh, I was going to say just because he plays for Sacramento. And Sacramento's been pretty good so far, though. Th- they've been good, but, like, you know, like, I, I, you've, I, I saw one of your articles one time where yeah. Sacramento's the place where players' careers go to die. <laughs> maybe, maybe Marvin Bagley can buck the trend. I don't know. Yeah. Right, and then you have Luca third. Jared Jackson, he's a good player. Uh who went fifth? Mo no 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 Trey Trey Young. Trey Young's been a pretty Jared's good five. player. Jackson's four. Uh yeah, yeah. Jackson's from Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, I got that. I got that backwards. But Jared Jackson's been a good player for Memphis Sorry. so far. Trey Young has been a good player for Atlanta. I don't think Trey Young would have fit very well playing along Dennis Smith. Uh uh-uh. so yeah. I and I, I'm so happy the Mavs finally have a plan set out where Dennis Smith is not going to be the pure NBA point guard because that's, I don't think that's like what his career would be. I think he's just, I think and he, he's going to develop into a good scorer. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not the guy who's going to get people involved. I, to be honest, I'm not a big Dennis Smith guy. I think he's just the flashy dunker. I don't really think he's a good scorer or someone who gets the offense ignited. Um, but Luca, I think is you hit the jackpot with him. But, and the other thing with Dallas right now is I, I'm sure you're monitoring this, um, you know, cause Atlanta owns their, uh, top five pick next year right? or their pick top five protected. So I think you would want Dallas to kind of be losing these games too, get another top five pick. And then whoever that is just next season, Dirk will probably be retired. And then him and Luca Dirk hasn't even played this season yet. Right. No, he hasn't played yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when he'll be back. Man, I can't wait to go to those games. <laughs> I, I, I fi- I'm finally in a place where, like, I, I know other Mavs fans. And yeah. uh, one, of my, one of my buddies at work, uh, he, he's also a, b- a big Mavs fan. So I think we're, we're talking about going to a game sometime in the future. Waiting for Dirk to come back. Waiting for Dirk to come back first. Yeah, like, yeah. of course, like, I want to see Luca and Dennis Smith play. And you got to say goodbye to Dirk. <laughs> and, uh, and then I don't know where this came from, where this one ESPN reporter was uh, saying. My name. Call him by name. What? Do, you know, do you know who it was? I care. I, I, I don't know. No. Call him out by name if you did. Uh, I, I, his name doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's wrong. But he, he was saying. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's been a major disappointment for the Mavs this year because he like rubs teammates the wrong way or something like that. I don't really buy that because it's, you know, like the, the team isn't going to, it's not like if this team was, you, you knew they were going to be a contender, you know, you knew they were going to be like a top five team in the West. This might've been a story, but like, you know, like the Mavs are highly likely to miss the playoffs. Yeah. And all these reports saying, oh, DeAndre Jordan, like, will 
is selfish when it comes to his stats. And like, you know, like, and pretty much everybody on the team. Well, first of all, Dennis Smith, like had some Instagram post where he called this reporter out. He's like, you know, like this is, this is fake news, man. And his other teammates, uh, I think it was, uh, Giannis's brother, uh, what's the other guys, Dwight Powell, couple other guys in the maps they all like agree this is really in-depth maps talk now <laughs> really getting into the weeds here <laughs> i bet that you didn't even know this was going on uh, uh hey you know the maps don't no one really talks about them no i didn't know, know I the, will... local, the reporter was uh was talking crap <laughs> <laughs> but but it's they they i don't know like it, I, i'm probably getting more worked up about this than i should be but yeah. you know like but DeAndre Jordan's only on a one-year contract anyway. Right, right. And if they traded him and got some assets out of that, I wouldn't be against it. But, you know, like... Yeah, you have to, an expiring contract, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, to to just say, like, oh, he's rubbing teammates the wrong way. He's been a big disappointment. And Mark Cuban even brought this up. Uh, he... Uh, someone was saying, like, oh, they're still terrible on defense. But now, now the Mavs are, like, one of the top defensive rebounding teams in the league now. So, like, I don't know where this ESPN writer gets off. but So things are looking up. Things are looking up for uh, – Things are looking up. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully you get that top five pick um, and get someone else and bring them with Luka next year. But all right. I think that's about it. Um, we kind of hit the big uh, – points i just kind of wanted to discuss um stan i appreciate you coming on man uh definitely got to do this again soon for sure man this is my pleasure we'll talk Dude, to you thank soon Thank you all right see ya see you man